Welcome to Mortgage Broker Acceleration with James Vagley and Ash Playstead. Being a successful mortgage broker is not just about offering great rates and great service. You need to become the best marketer, leader and strategist to outthink your competition. If you want to grow your mortgage business and do it smarter, keep listening. If you want to accelerate even faster, visit www.brokerworkshop.com. That's brokerworkshop.com. Now, let's accelerate. Here's James and Ash. Hey, everybody. It's James Vagley here. Welcome aboard another episode of the MBA podcast, Mortgage Broker Acceleration. And uh, I've got with me Ash Playstead, as always. How are you today? It's another ripper day outside, James. Very happy to be here. Looking forward to this episode. Uh, how are you going? Oh, I'm great. Yeah. And I look forward to every episode. Um, they're always interesting, enticing, and I love our chats. So episode 78 we've got today is the four stages of mortgage broker success. And I really like this topic because success is one of those words that just gets thrown around. And obviously it is different for each individual and each of our listeners have a different version and definition of success. And I guess this episode, we wanted to share what the four levels or stages of success are, because most brokers, I would say, Ash, probably 90, 95% of brokers are actually at level one, maybe level two. There's only a few percent that actually even get to level three and four. And I'd like this episode to be a bit inspirational and motivational to let our listeners know where they should be aiming for. Because I think a lot of people actually aim, uh, sorry, aim too low. So let's dive in. Well, they do. And, and it's, it's no one's fault. I think it's just a byproduct of where the industry's at. I mean, it's still a young industry. Um, 25, 30 years it's been going. So for me, I mean, this, yeah, I love, 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 love. I mean, I love all our episodes, but I particularly love this topic and content because it really covers the arc, if you like, of the life of a mortgage broker, i.e. the next 5, 10, 15 years. Um, so to go back a couple of steps, right, there was a time, and it's still prevalent today, but there was certainly a time in the past where being broking, being a broker was pretty simple. You got accredited, you wrote loans, and hopefully if you did that for long enough, you built up a decent trial book so that at some point in the future, you could go go to cruise control as a broker, just keep writing a couple of loans a month and live on your trail and a couple of loans. And that was happy days. And that was the message. That was the allure. And it still is very prevalent today. However, things have changed. Society's changed. Compliance has changed. Uh, the needs of being a mortgage broker have, ch have changed now. You know, if you're not thinking about building a business or focused on building a business, you will ultimately be working for someone who is. This is really central to what we coach and teach and advise, right, James, is, you know, the phases to go through as a broker need to be understood because at some point you will need to move through those phases to, to the ultimate outcome which we'll talk about in a minute. But yes, 95% of brokers are still at stage one or stage two, which we, you know, we, I guess I can describe, we've got them as, you know, successful broker, you know, you're out, you start, and you can write loans, right? You're a one-man person, and this is that first couple of years, 
and you, you go, phew, I can actually do this, right? I'm paying the bills, I'm making a living, and I might even have surpassed my previous salary from whatever job I came to. That's great. Then we go, rightio, we start to build a bit of a team, and we're doing more volume, but it's still dependent on me, right? So I'm still a broker with a bit of a team doing more volume. So that's where the vast majority of people are, James. So I'm really, really curious and interested, you know, to highlight what we see as the next two steps, which is really, listeners, if you are, you know, a mortgage broker with a a business, if you're working for somebody else and thinking about going out on your own, this probably applies. But if you are one of that majority of brokers who are at some point of the process or the arc of writing loans and you become successful, and this is for you, this is the pathway that um, you need to be aware of and to be looking forward to, I guess, um, building your strategy and vision around, shall we say. Yeah, definitely. Um, and, and look, the, those first two levels of success, I think it becomes ash easy for brokers to stop there because mm. let's say level zero is the start. And depending on where you've come from and previous job, previous business, everyone has a different starting point. So for many... Achieving that first level of success, which is I've, I'm a successful broker. I can make this work. I'm doing, you know, 20, 30 million a year, maybe more. And it's probably just me, maybe a little bit of help on the side with some admin or processing. Uh, and it can be very easy to stop there because most, a lot of people may never have made that sort of money before. And they're sort of doing it for themselves. It's my own gig. They found their footing and it's good times, good money, making it work. Um, but it's, it's funny that a lot stop there. They don't push through to the next uh, level two, three, four. I thought maybe just for a minute, you know, we love mindset stuff. Why do you think so many stop just at level one? They feel like that's the penultimate, like I'm making 100 or 200 grand a year. I'm, I'm working for myself. I've, I've worked this out. It's just me. Uh, as a mod, why do you why do you think most stop at level one? Well, there's a lot of reasons, but certainly from a mindset perspective, that's because that's the expectation that is laid out in front of them. That's what people come to broking for in the majority. There are exceptions, shall I say, but the vast majority of people that come to broking come to it for exactly that outcome because that's the way the industry is positioned. It's not positioned as a business opportunity. It's positioned as a broking opportunity. So most people come to it going, you know what, this sounds great, I get to help people, be in control of my time and destiny and et cetera, et cetera. And so when they get to that level one, proving that they can do it, you know, the mindset is, okay, I've done what I said I was going to do. I've accomplished my goal, which is get to that 20, 30, 40 mil, make good money, more than I was making in my job, I work for myself, mission accomplished. Mm-hmm. That's the mindset, right? Yeah. That's the mindset that the vast majority have got. But you know, as we know, James, the way that it is now, if you're not moving forwards, you're moving backwards. There's no resting on your laurels in the industry. And I think this is where a lot of brokers are feeling the stress and the heat and, and um, I guess, um, the challenge and, the, and the, the friction is because the feeling is pressure to move forward and progress, but not knowing how. You know, how do I how do I move forward from this 
feeling that, you know, I've accomplished what I came here for, but I'm working longer hours and I'm, I start to feel things slipping away from me a bit. And when I say slipping away, I mean time and life and freedom to spend doing the things that you love doing, family, etc. Those things start to slip out of reach mm-hmm. a little bit because, as we know, listeners, broking is not just the case of find a customer, fill out a bit of paperwork and stick it into a lender and wait to get paid, you know. It's about a hundred times more complex and more time-consuming and more challenging than that. So, you know, this is where the next step to level two, three, four becomes imperative. And I guess it really sums up our mission, don't you think, James? I mean, it's, it's really our mission, listeners, is to is to highlight this and to shine a light on the path forward. Yeah, well, that's true because I think that's a great explanation of the, the mindset and why people stop. And I think it's easy to be comfortable and stop where things are pretty good. If you've never imagined that you could even get to that point, why would anyone think they could go further, right? Um, And everything past that point becomes almost like the abyss. We don't know what's down there. It's scary. It's dark. I don't know how to navigate it. Um, And that's where getting to level two, most brokers, I would say 99% need, need help. You know, how do I go from being a broker to building a team and becoming a business owner. Um, you know, so that level two of it's not just me anymore. I have a team that are supporting me so that I can do what I'm best at. I don't do the admin. Um, I've got people processing. I've got people helping with research and holding the business together. Essentially, it's uh, leveraging the skills of a broker, Ash. Like level two success is really not that much different other than the fact that you're able to do a lot more volume and Mm. probably make similar, if not a bit more money, but doing it where you're focusing on the stuff that you're best at, say seeing clients and doing the deals and not the admin and processing and back end. But for all intents and purposes, the business is still 100% reliant on them and it's basically a highly paid job. Well, this is why we break it up into the four steps, right, is you can't jump from one to three or four. This is the logical big picture process. So that level two of, you know, being a successful broker with a team, that's, I guess that's when you, I guess you've you've sort of figured out breaking up the role of a good broker into segments and you've hired people onto your team to do those different pieces of the the mortgage process so you can spend more of your time with customers, finding customers, seeing more customers, maybe even employing another broker. But essentially, that's phase two. Like you've got a team, but you're still writing loans. If you're not there writing loans and seeing customers and generating referral opportunities, no one else is. So that's not a bad thing. That's a logical next step. So listeners, you know, the key thing that I want to highlight here is what is the next step beyond that? Yep. Right. So you've got to that step because I think James. I mean, I I think I speak for a lot of listeners. I certainly it was my journey, and a lot of the, the brokers I've coached is, yeah, I'm happy that I got a successful business, and I'm happy that I'm making some good money, and I'm helping people. But the future I just see as working harder and harder and harder, and I don't want that. I need to understand what have I got to do to go from successful broker with a team to a business owner mm-hmm. that doesn't require me to write the loans. Yeah, which is the next level of success. And before we get there, Ash, just 30 seconds real quick. 
listeners, I don't want to make anyone feel, you know, bad about being at a certain level. Like there's nothing wrong with each level. The purpose of this conversation is to make you aware that um, to redefine success and to push the boundaries and I guess push each and every one of you into thinking, I can do this, I should do this. Because otherwise, you know, like we're sort of almost under these this illusion at level one and two that you own a business, but you don't really. You just have a, a very well, potentially very well paid job and you know, maybe a, a growing asset, but it's 100% relying on you. So I just wanted to put that out there that there's nothing wrong with each level. This is designed to, I guess, open your eyes and push you as to where you should be aiming. You know, think bigger, think a bit higher, think business, and don't just think about having a job and, you know, having a great lifestyle because you can have a great business and lifestyle too. So level three success, Ash, is successful business owner where you are, you have essentially replaced yourself from what we call the production line. That's the day-to-day loan writing skills. So if you've achieved level three success, that means essentially customers can come in at one end, somebody picks up the phone, somebody speaks with them, meets with them, does the research, processes the loan, settles it. Uh, Every element of a mortgage business in terms of the production line of mortgages is looked after without you. So at that point, we would, I guess, uh, say that this person would be the manager or CEO or general manager that is overseeing and driving that production line. So at level three success, while you can step away for a day or a week or a couple of weeks and the business will still run and write loans and make money, it is still very reliant on the business owner to be active in driving that business. Uh, it's a very great place to be, Ash, but it's still not level four. What's your thoughts on level three? Yeah, look, we've got a lot of the people we work with, James, now coming through to that level three. Um, and level three is a super level of success. It's such a massive breakthrough for people. It was such a massive breakthrough for me in my life to to get to that status um, of I actually own a business that I can go away for a week or two and it still operates. That was mind-blowing to me, as obvious as it might sound. And I think, you know, for a lot of listeners, that probably sounds idealistic, and it is. That's where, in my opinion, we should all be aiming to build a business that allows us to write loans if we want to, but to not write loans if we don't want to. So you can cherry-pick writing loans if you want to. But As you said, James, the business still requires you to operate it, to sign the checks, to direct the ship. You're still required on the bow of the ship because if you're not there, the ship doesn't know where it's going, so to speak. It could sink. sink. Yeah, so you've got to be there. now, And that's okay. A lot of people love that. And I think there's a phase of a business where that's a great place to be. You know, if you're young and ambitious or even if you're not, you could be any age and ambitious, you know, it's good to be there to deploy your time and energy to grow your business from that position. But to talk about level four. So level four is what we might want to call becoming a successful, essentially passive investor in your own business. So let's dive into that, James. Like, What does it mean to go from level three 
successful business with a team, making money, helping people, growing, to being an investor in your own business that doesn't require you to be there at all. Mm, that's the exciting thing, isn't it? So if we if we back the truck up and step it through just one more time, so level one, solo broker, well, that's just you. And then we go from a solo broker to a support team, but still broking. Then we go from solo broker with a team to hiring other brokers to do that job. So you are essentially the manager of a broking team. Stepping up to level four, Ash, would be you've solved the problem of driving the ship. Essentially, you have replaced yourself as the business, active business owner manager uh, and offloaded that to somebody else. So effectively, to achieve level four would be uh, full management frameworks in place. So there is a day-to-day, either CEO or general manager, some might call it a practice manager, that is overseeing all aspects of operations day-to-day, week-to-week, and that passive active, sorry, passive investor level four would really be, um, it's probably different for everybody, Ash, but you might not be required maybe once a week for an hour, once a month for a board meeting, just the high-level checks and balances to make sure Mm. that the overall business is uh, at a very, very high level, almost like as a, a board level is going the way that you as the investor want. Yeah, it's almost what I would call being an executive chairman of your own business. Like you're, you have no operational role in the business. You're, you're, you have this overarching guidance role potentially where you might p- participate in uh, relationships at a high level, but essentially the business doesn't need you. Um, now, this is one of the things that I think everybody needs to think about. It doesn't you don't necessarily need to be thinking about, you know, I'm a, you know, I'm only 35, I'm only 30, I'm only 40. I don't want to be a passive investor in my own business. I like running my business. Well, that is completely okay. I just want to explain that a little bit. The idea of being a passive investor is a state of being with your business. It doesn't mean that you don't get to stay involved running your business if you want to. It just means that essentially you don't need to be there. And this is the highest enterprise value that you can create for your business. So this is a big piece of transitioning from being what I call self-employed, where the value of what you're creating is basically your trail book, um, you know, with a multiple, whatever it happens to be, to a business that has an enterprise value as a going concern. You know, so if you have that ambition to you know, to build a business that's got lots of value that essentially you could sell or divest part of the equity to somebody else to run on your behalf, that's probably the ultimate goal to get to. Um, Whether you do become a passive investor at that date is a personal choice. And, you know, James, we talk about this a lot. It's absolute choice. And this was the driving force for me. I know it's the driving force with the path that we take out the people we work with on to move through these phases to ultimately look down the track to think about what needs to be done inside their business and with them as a, as a human being to work up to this stage of being a passive, successful investor in your own business. And that means you take out of your business all the income that you need and want, right, without having to touch a loan, turn up. So you essentially, it's like owning 
like owning shares in an ASX company that owning them is all you need to do when you receive the dividends and you can sell them, keep them, do whatever you like. That's the ultimate goal. As I said, it doesn't mean you don't stay involved in your business. It doesn't mean that you don't have to write loans. It just means that you've created a legacy business I like that, that. will survive you. Yeah, I like that you brought up those words too because choice is what it's all about, you know. Um, there's success, but the ultimate level of success is choice. And at level one, two, and three, you are doing more and more things that you enjoy and you're building more income and value, but there's still not the element of absolute choice. You are still either the broker or a highly engaged team member or the driver or manager of the business. So you know, I would love everything. I'd love to challenge every one of our listeners to shoot for level four. Even if you think, hang on, no, I love working in my business. I love helping clients. I like writing loans. I, I like doing the marketing or the managing or whatever it is. That's great. Um, we don't all want to go sit on the beach 24-7. In fact, pretty much nobody does, Ash, because, you know, um, you know you've been there and it's boring, right? So um, if you want to be active, that's great. You could be a level four stage of success in your mortgage business and you could be a mortgage broker, as in you could be a loan writer within that business if that's what you wanted to do. Yep, you'll have other loan writers, you'll have a full management team. So if you decide to go away for a month, it's fine. Um, or if you could be a um, active manager or mentor or something in that business, if you want. But for me, Ash, level four, we, t- we talk about being passive and hands-free, but it's essentially whatever you want. If you want mm. to step away, just take the um, dividends and your, you know, whatever the earning is, board member fee, or you might choose to dive in, roll up your hands and help drive it, but you're not the only driver. And I think that's the key is choice. And as well, when you get to level four, you can actually start thinking big picture, uh, legacy. What do I really want to create for myself, my family, my team, my business, my clients, the industry? And that's, I guess, where the most fun is. So that's why I want to push everybody up there, Ash. Oh, hell yeah. Look, I love, love, love this. This is really what drives me, and I know it drives you too, James, and it drives what we do in the work that we do with our clients is to help uh, guide, educate, support, uh, um, and I guess uh, identify what needs to be done to move through these stages, all of which have merit. Successful broker, very meritorious. Successful broker with a team, very meritorious. Successful business owner, very meritorious. Successful passive investor, that should be the ultimate aim. And I would really encourage everybody listening to this to think about, no matter where you're at, you could have started broking yesterday. This is still just as valuable a message to understand the arc of the life of working through being a broker to ultimately being a successful investor in your own business, whether it takes one year, five years, or 10 years, I agree with what you said, James. That should be your ultimate aim. If it's not, that's okay too. Don't get me wrong. But the way, in my opinion, that the industry is morphing and professionalizing, it's really moving in the direction of operators who get this and who are 
um, moving in the direction of creating a business that doesn't need them. Now, that's just going to continue, right? That's just going to continue just as, and I would use an accountancy business, um, maybe a legal practice, um, other professional services that are been around longer than mortgage broking, the senior partners in those businesses, essentially the only role they play in those businesses is to generate opportunities. And even then, they probably don't need to. Like, so, you know, and they still take their three, dollars $400,000 out of the business because it's built this way. It's built to work through these phases to get to being a passive investor uh, in your own business, which comes through equity and getting paid dividends on your equity without having to run the business. Um, but, you know, as in the legal example, most of those partners still love what they do. They still like being involved in the business. The bottom line is they don't have to be um, beyond a certain point if they don't want to. So, you know, I love this and I hope everybody takes something out of this. Um, and this is what we love about what we do. And I think the last comment for me, James, is just at a personal level, you know, as you would know, we've got some of the people we work with um, moving into towards and into this stage four zone, super exciting. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Uh, and I guess for those that aren't working with us just yet, I want to challenge each and every one of you. Uh, if you're a successful, if you're not a successful broker yet, you know, uh, put your head down, bum up and get there, right? If you're a successful broker solo, challenge yourself to think level two. Okay, I'm going to build a team. And if you're at team level, challenge yourself to step up to be a business owner, hire a loan writer, figure that out. Um, and if you are at that level where you're the business owner and maybe a loan writer and there's a bit of a team there, challenge yourself to go, can I get to that level of full automation without me? And then I've got ultimate choice. So challenge yourself. Um, you don't need to know how to do it. You first just need to have the ambition. Number two, you should reach out to us, get the right advice and follow and get help from people that have already done all of those things like we have. Um, so if that's you, you know, uh, get in touch with us and of course we can help, but it all starts with thinking bigger and hopefully this episode has helped you do that. Um, love this stuff, Ash. Um, any final words? Great message to sign off on, James, and that, that mindset shift is where it all starts. You don't have to know all the answers yet, listeners. You just have to shift your mindset to exactly what James said about no matter where you're at, one, two, three stage, um, think about what is the mindset that I need to have to move in that direction and then reach out and get some help and start moving in that direction. Um, yeah. Love it. And uh, yeah, I hope there's been some, some gold nuggets in here for, uh, for all of our listeners, James. Likewise, Ash. Uh, listeners, have a great day. We'll see you next time for another episode. Ash, can't wait, as always. I'll see you soon. Next time, James. Thanks for joining this episode of Mortgage Broker Acceleration. It's now time to grow your mortgage business, your income, and your lifestyle too. If you want to accelerate and learn from the best, head over to brokerworkshop.com and join the next deep dive training with James and Dash. That's www.brokerworkshop.com. Until next time, go get them.